What's up, everybody? Welcome in to episode 117 of The Cut. I am your host, Christian Williams, a.k.a. at FFBaldMan on Twitter. I am here with Randy Hall. Randy, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Just enjoying this uh, really good Monday night game. And hopefully uh, the Thrive lineup for this hits a little bit more here. Just waiting on a couple more things. Yeah, yeah, I forgot to play my Thrive this or for Monday Night Football. Normally, I, I set my lineup like during lunch, and I took a short lunch break today, so fuck me over. Yeah. The Monday ones get you. It's not like uh, DraftKings and FanDuel where they the Monday has been out for seven days. Like They wait till Monday morning for it to come out, and it really does make it a little harder to try to remember. Pisses me off, dude. But it's okay, because <laughs> we love Thrive. We uh, we'll talk about Thrive a little bit later. We've got a, a fairly short show. I, I, w- I wouldn't say it's long by any means. Uh, we're going to be talking about our waiver wrap-up for week 11, and we're 12. also going to be... Week 12. Uh, well, yeah. I, it's a wrap-up of week 11, heading into week 12. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. It is week 12, though. You had to do Um, a double W, just to to make (laughs) us all bad. (laughs) Yes, we need a new fucking name for the segment. Listeners, if you have a new name for this segment, this is yours to name, because we don't give a fuck about the name. Uh, (laughs) It used to be called, what was it called? What did we call it before? I don't know, some Uh, some dumb thing you came up with. (laughs) It was stupid. Uh, It was like... uh, Fuck, I forget what it's called. We'll we'll look back yeah, on it. Really. <laughs> uh, but we'll also be going over a Thanksgiving Day preview since there are three games, Texans-Lions, football team at Cowboys, and Ravens at Steelers. A uh, lot of shitty games, uh, but might produce for fantasy. So, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. Before we get started... Make sure you guys, if you like what you're hearing, drop us a review on Apple or Google Podcasts. I know Sean uh, shouted out Google Podcasts last week, so figured I better mention that. And then uh, thank you to those who joined us on the live stream on Saturday. We had a really good time. It really helped our flow. So uh, if you guys didn't know, we do a live stream every Saturday. This week might be a little different because of Thanksgiving. We might be doing the live stream not on DFS. We might be doing some NFL draft content and kind of transitioning back that way. So uh, Randy's shaking his head and smiling. I don't know if it's because of the game or if it's because I announced that we might be doing NFL draft content. <laughs> it's a little bit of both, but that's only because I, I just have that general rule until I've gotten through like four or five game tapes of people I don't like to make like real statements on them fully. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels like I'm undercutting people for no reason. Fair enough. I guess you better, uh, you better get started. We should get through the, <laughs> get, the rest of this episode. It's a lot of tape. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, man. I I'm, I'm happy. I started when I did back in April or whatever, but all right, let's get right into it. So our waiver wrap up is presented by mugs fly together. Uh, you've heard me talk about them in the past. Mugs Fly Together sell some dope fucking mugs. Uh, they have this Philly special one that I've mentioned. They have one that says, education is important, but fantasy football is importanter. That's hard to say, but it's a great mug. If you have a, a teacher in the family, buy them that mug, and they can teach their kids about betting and, and all the bad things that we do in fantasy football. Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, we do have a promo code with Mugs Fly Together. It is cut15. Uh, now is the time to go buy a gift. Go to mugsflytogether.com. The link is also in the description. Let's get to our waiver segment. First guy on the list, Gus Edwards. He's rostered in 28% of sleeper leagues, redraft leagues. Uh, the news came out today that Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins tested positive for COVID. That's going to put them out probably the next two games. Gus Edwards, we'll talk about him quite a bit probably in the Ravens at Steelers preview. But, Randy, what are you doing with Gus Edwards this week? Um, for just pure like waiver wire ads uh, for this week, I, I think he's kind of a bust ad. He's basically the only back left so he's gonna get work even if it is a bad matchup against the Steelers he's gonna get all the touches so I mean the Ravens aren't going to change their scheme completely because the both running backs are out they do still have Justice Hill uh but he hasn't seen much work this year uh so Gus Edwards has actually been one of the more steady guys in this offense uh with his limited touches so I think the small increase will just be good for him I'm not saying it's a great week, but he could have the week Dobbins just had. He very well could. And I believe the first time the Ravens and Steelers played, I faded Gus Edwards and then he got in the end zone. Have they played yet? Is this an incorrect statement? Um, I don't think they played. (laughs) I don't either now that I said it out loud, but I feel like maybe they were. They played week eight. They had 17 points. He was their best rusher. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, see, that's that's what I worry about. So, yeah, definitely pick up Gus Edwards. He gets Dallas, Cleveland. You have to assume that, you know, J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram might be back by Cleveland. Uh, but if not, like if they have some weird complications, well, uh, yeah. Gus Edwards should be in your, your championship lineups, folks. He gets Jacksonville and the Giants. So he's definitely worth top priority, would you say, Randy? I would say, yeah, because he's definitely, he's also one of the most available people of this entire list, which, I mean, isn't crazy with uh, how much he's been used so far, but this week, he's going to get all the way up to probably like, probably 100%, honestly, kind of like a Taysom Hill, where he was at like 2% when guarantees up to 100 right now. Yeah, definitely by by tomorrow, he will be. Um all right, do you have any interest in Justice Hill or no? Uh, small, but not really. We haven't really seen two running backs in this offense produce in a game to, to a true extent. And in a bad rushing matchup, I'd rather get the guy that's probably going to get 20 touches than the guy yeah. that might get 10 or 15. I'm with you there, for sure. All right, next guy on the list. He is rostered a little bit higher. Uh, people must have held him through the bye, but Wayne Gallman. roster ship in sleeper redraft leagues. You know, I believe I saw a stat where he's the RB3, if you exclude this this last week, obviously, because they were on by, but he was the RB3 over the last, like, three weeks with Devontae Freeman out. If you're in one of the leagues that he's available in, in in one of the 39% of leagues, go get him. would, Would you prioritize Gallman over Gus Edwards? I would because it's more of a rest of season uh, mentality there. He's, I mean, uh, Freeman is on the IR, so Gallman is the lead back and also pretty much the workhorse back. 
He's gotten really good touchdown numbers over the last few weeks, which has basically carried him, but that doesn't mean he still can't sneak into the end zone each game. I mean, he's been their the best part of their offense so far. So I would definitely yeah. take him over Edwards, but I I think I obviously we haven't gotten our rankings fully done yet, but I might have Edwards ahead of Gallman this week, but it's gonna be close because Neither is a fantastic matchup, but obviously one's facing the Steelers, one's facing the Bengals. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, very valid point there. Um, I would probably, you know, uh, how many more running backs? We don't have any more running backs. Oh, we have one more running back on this list. Uh, so <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll do the wrap after we talk well, about one, one and a half. One and a half. Yeah, very true. Um, all right, next guy, Demir Bird. He uh, he went off. For six catches, 132 yards, and a touchdown, scored 29 fantasy points, gets another juicy matchup against the Cardinals. He's only rostered in 5% of leagues. Randy, would you take a flyer on him? Um, I don't know, really. I don't think I would take him over a lot of these people, uh, but in a deep league, I think I would take a flyer. Obviously, Jacoby Myers is kind of the target hog with Edelman out. Uh, Edelman, there was discussion of him coming back last week uh, on Wednesday. They were trying to think about it. Um, I think there's a small chance he comes back this week, more than likely the week after. Um, so it's it's definitely not a long-term option. So uh, I would rather take a few other guys on this list. But he's, I mean, maybe a DFS shot uh, just because Keel Harry's been back for really i'd say like one and a half weeks i yeah uh he kind of had a little bit of a smaller stat count the first week back but he didn't really do anything last week it was pretty much just bird and myers so there's upside there but if sony actually plays this week maybe they lean even more in the run game so it's going to be kind of tough yeah um holy fuck chris godwin (laughs) i I was trying not to talk about the game (laughs) i know i can't i can't not though that was that was amazing uh if you didn't see the game last night folks go watch that play i'm sure you'll see it at about Um, 353 (laughs) yeah um all right next guy on the list and he should not be on this list he should have been rostered a few weeks ago i believe he was on a couple of our episodes where we told you to go get him and this guy is Tim Patrick. Uh, he's only rostered in 35% of sleeper redraft leagues, 34% actually, uh, which is absurd. The last three games, he's had 13.4, 11.6, and 17.9 fantasy points. He has seen 23 targets over that span of time. He's not getting in the end zone. It doesn't really matter. The dude is productive. Randy, do you have any objections to picking up Tim Patrick? Um, no, not really. It's just it's uh it'd be hard to start him in a lot of places, but he's definitely a flex consideration. It's I mean, Judy yeah. has been really good. Uh KJ Hammer's been good and he's been good, so I think that's why he's only at thirty five, but yeah, yeah, I'm with you. He, I mean, he's definitely a DFS option for us every week. So, if that's the case, then he should at least be a flex consideration every week. For sure. Uh, yeah, I think I'd prioritize him second or third amongst these receivers, which we will get to. Uh, I would prioritize him over this next guy, uh, Russell Gage. 
he is rostered in 12% of leagues. He, uh, the only thing he has going for him is that Julio might miss the game against the Raiders. And so if Julio misses this week, I think you have to flex gauge. Um, and so, you know, I don't think you have to rush to your waivers to get Russell gauge. I think, you know, if you're in some, some shallow type of leagues, you can pick him up game day and kind of wait for the Julio news. Randy, do you agree with that? Do you disagree? Do you think you should spend a priority on him? I don't know. He definitely wouldn't be top priority for me, but like no league is going to have all these people on waivers. So you got to kind of justify it. But with Julio banged up, let's be honest, Ridley's been banged up for a couple of weeks as well. I think Gage is clearly the next option, and I think he's a good person to add this week. Um, I mean, the Falcons aren't really that good, so they're not going to rush Julio back. If he's not full go, he's probably not going to play. And if he's not playing, or even if he is playing, Gage can have a really good week against a, a really, uh, I mean, sick, banked up, not great to begin with, Raider secondary. Yep. Yeah, I, I am all in on that. And then kind of pairing that with this next guy, Nelson Aguilar. The uh, the guy who just can't stay away from the end zone. He has six touchdowns on the year. He had 22 fantasy points against the Kansas City Chiefs, who are traditionally very good against receivers. Uh, are we are we picking up Aguilar and starting him again this week, Randy? Oh, that's he, he gets the Falcons like we just talked about, who are I believe 31st or 32nd against opposing receivers. I don't know if I'm just full confidence playing him, but I think you pretty much have to pick him up at this point. He's been productive. He's getting no attention on the field by def- by defenses because of Darren Waller and a bigger name in Henry Ruggs and a guy that has to be covered or else he's always open and uh, Hunter Redfro. So, and that's where they don't have eight in the box trying to stop Jacob. So whenever he's out there, he has every chance to break a play and he's getting targeted. And unlike in when he played for Philly, uh, he actually catches the ball. So, <laughs> yeah, I think you have to pick him up. I, I mean, it's a good matchup. Again, you have to weigh your options. Uh, I mean, I would uh, recommend waiting for the rankings to come out, really. But, like, I think you should pick him up at this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm going to be hard-pressed not to put Nelson Aguilar in my top 24 this week. And then watch Henry Ruggs go off for about 40 fantasy points. <laughs> Um, next guy, Michael Pittman Jr. He is only rostered on in 54% of leagues, which this is another one that kind of baffles me. It's encouraging that he's rostered more than Tim Patrick, just because Pittman is the, the wide receiver one for his team. Um, Randy, uh, is this the, the number one waiver ad this week? Pittman? No. But that's only because I generally prioritize running backs. Um, but he's probably the top wide receiver. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's yeah. the best of this group, clearly. Like, he's the best pure receiver. Yeah. Except maybe Sterling Shepard, I guess. Probably yeah. Sterling Shepard, yeah. A fully but... healthy Shepard, I guess. Yeah. Well, but... and, and so Pittman, the last, the last three weeks, 
Uh, so he came back from injury and only saw 59% of snaps against Detroit, which sucks because that was a really good good matchup for him. But since week nine, he's averaged, I believe, 14 or 15 fantasy points per game. I tweeted it out. Go go find it on Twitter. Um, and he's seeing 80% of snaps. He's received 18 targets in the last three weeks, so he's averaging six targets a game. I think, you know... <laughs> His next four games, Tennessee, not great against receivers. Houston, awful against receivers. Las Vegas, we talked about that. And then Houston. I, you know, I think Pittman's a guy you pick up and you play him this week, especially if you have some injuries that you're you're going through. If, if Julio went yeah. down, I would say pick up Pittman instead of Russell Gage. I mean, I, I think he's already clearly becoming the wide receiver one for this team. So I'm with you. It's, I mean, he could really be a wafer wire, like third flex, maybe even second flex position, but like league winner of that spot over the next couple of weeks. He's got, he's yeah. that dangerous and he's that good. <laughs> yeah. Another guy I have warmed up to late in the, the draft process, by the way, you, uh, I think you liked him more than me for a while and then it flipped somewhere in the middle there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which always happens. Um, all right, next guy, Curtis Samuel. You know, he he had a down week two weeks ago, and and he scored five fantasy points. But if you remove that game, his uh, his last four games, he's had eighteen point nine, twenty two point two, twenty nine point one, the dud, and then twenty three. He gets Minnesota. The Panthers have a week 13 bye, which sucks. Uh, so this is kind of like, Ooh. yeah, so so they get, he gets Minnesota, so he, sh- he should have a good game this week. But then the bye and then Denver-Green Bay football team. The good thing that Curtis Samuel has going for him, though, is he's not, like, no, no coverage is, is focusing on Curtis Samuel because he's the wide receiver three and RB2 for this team. Um, so I don't know that... He, I, I kind of feel like he's pretty matchup proof. The, the I week just 13 had, buys sucks, though. I know, and it gave me this weird thought of maybe they sit Bridgewater another week, just in case kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I could see But it. they are 4-7, and seven, I believe, 4-6. and six. Yeah, four and seven because they haven't had the buy yet. But that means they're like ninth or tenth in the conference, so they're technically in the playoff on, especially this year. So they kind of need Bridgewater back. So maybe, I mean, he got done with Walker. I was just like, when you said that, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I was really expecting Bridgewater back. That's why I was happy to put him on here. <laughs> That's how. Uh, and and kind of to your point, then. Um... Because that that is a valid point there, PJ Walker. If you're in a super flex league, I think you should pick him up and start him against Minnesota. Um, yeah, I I I think Teddy's like Teddy practiced in limited fashion today, Monday. Um, but mean, you know, looked, I, I it, think Randy's got a valid point. It looked good for Teddy to play up until Saturday midday, and then it looked good about Sunday morning that Teddy was going to play. And then Sunday game time, they're like, you know, no, 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 fuck it. He's out. He's out. So, well, 
I mean, when they're that hit or miss with it, and you know you got the bye coming up, it's going to be tough. I mean, like they're just showing the in the hunt on the screen right now. They're technically off the screen, but (laughs) that's because they played an extra week and have an extra loss than a couple of these teams. But there's three teams in the hunt that are four and six, and they're four and seven. So they're very much in the hunt. And the Vikings are one of the teams on the screen. So they they need that win if they want a shot. But yeah, so I I think, you know, keep an eye on Teddy Bridgewater. PJ Walker will be a super flex QB2 option for you this week, probably. Um, Next guy, the 37-year-old. I don't get how he's still on this list. Uh, I'm pretty sure he started playing, you know, pretty damn close to the year we were born. Uh, Frank Gore, thir- <laughs> 13% roster ship on sleeper. He he comes through against the Chargers for 18 fantasy points on just 58% of the snaps. He did find the end zone, which helped. He caught two balls. And LaMichael P. Ryan is week to week right now with the, I believe, ankle injury. Well, and they're already eliminated from the playoffs. So more than likely, I would say he's out this week just to make sure he's yeah. full go. Yeah. So are you picking up Frank Gore, dude? I think so. Uh, I mean, if he's he might get 25 plus touches. And even yeah. if he's not that efficient, he's still doing pretty good running the ball, probably running the ball better than Fournette is. But uh, <laughs> so I, I think he's worth it. I mean, there's a chance that he, I mean, if he gets, let's say he gets 75 to 80% of snaps, and probably 10 more touches. Like, he definitely has a chance to get 15, 18 points again. I mean, that's flex-worthy. Yeah, and you also have to consider, too, it's the the revenge game for Gase and Gore. They're going up against Miami this week, who traditionally has not been very good against the running back. So uh, I don't know if you you play him right away. I, I don't know if it's like a wait-and-see type of thing, but... I, I think I'm with Randy that I would pick up Frank Gore this week, which is pretty gross. I, f- I feel pretty gross saying that. Yeah, it's, that's horrible to say. But with Adam Gase seemingly taking over the play calling again, uh, leading to yet another loss, um, I, I think he's going to roll with his dinosaurs and die on this hill that he has. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of, it looks like uh, Sam Darnold will be back this week. But it's not 100% yet, so we'll see really what all goes on. But either way, I think they're going to try and run the ball 25 times. And that means at least 20 carries for Gore, probably. Yeah, for sure. All right, next guy on the list. He is rostered the highest of anyone on this list. But just take a peek. If Sterling Shepard's available because they're coming off the bye, I would would definitely pick him up. He's had double-digit fantasy points in... Every, Every game that he's been. played the full game. The the yeah. game he left hurt week two, he did not get there, though he had six fantasy points. He was already pushing it on 23% of snaps. Uh, Sterling Shepard should be rostered in your leagues, but like I said, just go double-check. He's, he's very consistent. I would rather play him over probably the more volatile guys and the less touches, like Curtis Samuel, Aguilar, probably Tim Patrick. Most likely Gage, unless Julio's completely out. Uh, he's in consideration with Pittman. Like, he's just way too consistent to be on waivers, but 
he apparently is in a lot of places. And I, I mean, I'd rather, I mean, if you need the boom shots, I guess take the other guys, but this guy's probably getting you 15 points every week. <laughs> yep. With yep. a bad quarterback. Yeah, for sure. But a better quarterback than uh, the one yes. who will be throwing to well, Rashad Perriman. It depends on if Darnold plays. Yeah. It, <laughs> I'm not going to um, say that. I will not say Daniel Jones is better than Sam Darnold. I just, I physically can't. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably a fair assessment. Also, uh, Daniel Jones way better than Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz's ass. I feel like I have an obligation better, yeah. to say that. I'll say yeah. he's playing better. Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, next guy, Brashad Perriman, 16% rostered on sleeper. The last two games that he has played after missing a game, 28.6 fantasy points, 13.4. You know, I I don't think I would pick up Perriman for the fact that he gets Miami, uh, and I don't want to stash him for a week. I want to wait, let someone else play him, be disappointed because Byron Jones shut him the fuck down and then pick him up so I can get the the Vegas and Seattle games back to back after this. I mean when he wasn't really being used truly that much when his first game back from injury already he had almost twelve points to get my against Miami. That's when he was just working back into the team. So <clears throat> it's not like wide receivers aren't getting it done against Miami. They have a good corner room, but they're still getting thrown on. I mean, yeah, they're not necessarily giving up the huge plays, but they're getting thrown on. Yeah, that's that's fair. You know, I <clears throat> I think I think too. I think Perriman actually is better with Flacco. I, I think they do have might be. a little a little bit more chemistry. Just I mean, they played together before in yeah. Baltimore, so I think that's if Darnold plays. I think I'd be less likely to start Perriman, but I guess once we get to the ranks, we'll we'll see what that's all about. <laughs> um, all right, so before we get into the three quarterbacks that we're going to talk about, let's rank our running back priorities, uh, just like top three at each position from the guys we talked about, and then our wide receiver priorities. You go first with running backs. Running backs, okay. Um, I will say Wayne Gallman, Gus Edwards, and then Frank Gore, and then Curse Samuel, technically. <laughs> yeah. Because he does both. <laughs> That's true. But uh, yeah, I, I actually I, have the same top three. Okay. I was going to say, I think if they were playing anyone else besides the Steelers, it would be Gus Edwards for the week. Um, but it's still going to be ultra close because we see Gus Edwards do it. Unlimited snaps already. Yeah, it's very true. All right, and then my receivers would go Sterling Shepard if he's available. I'll give four for this because I feel like, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, Sterling Shepard probably isn't available. Um, Michael Pittman, Tim Patrick. Um. This last one's tough because I feel like, you know. So let's let's say, well, why don't you give the clarification of Julio is playing or Julio is not? Because, I mean, I think that's what you're deciding, right? 
It's not. It's not actually. Really? It's between yeah. So I I have a little bit of interest in Gage, um, but you know, so like between Kurt and Aguilar. No, no, no. It's between okay. Samuel Samuel. Oh, Kurt is a, Yeah, I ranked him with running backs. My bad. <laughs> yeah, you did. I did not. Um, so I th- I think I'd pick up Nelson Aguilar for the fact that. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Fuck that. I'm I'm picking up Curtis Samuel over Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> All right. Well, I I'm gonna go. Um, I'll say Sterling Shepard too, but then Michael Pittman for sure. Um, then I will go. I'll go actually Curtis Samuel and Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. Just because of matchups, and I think Tim Patrick will be next on the list, only because the Raiders are playing. The Falcons, and I think Eckler can break one. Yeah, I I talked about Tim Patrick on uh, my Twitter a couple last week, probably. Uh, basically, saying right now in in Dynasty, it, it's the time to package Tim Patrick when Corlin Sutton's back. Tim Patrick, I I don't think he's going to keep a role because we you you've seen a pretty clear one for what he's doing, but it's exactly what Cortland Sutton did. So, you know, I, I think you can, if you want to hold because of the talent, uh, be my guest, I would try to package him and get something better. Um, all right, let's talk about the three quarterbacks that are on this list. The report came out that Nick Foles is not practicing. It was just a walkthrough today, so it's like a practice estimation, but Mitch Trubisky would have been limited. So is it time to to pick up Mitch Trubisky? Says the two guys who picked up Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I think it is, but it would have been already. Uh, We just had the luxury of a player we weren't going to use, and we used it for him instead just in case uh he is a starter because we did lose joe burrow so in a 14 team super flex <laughs> trying to get as much shots at quarterback as you can is ideal um <laughs> uh i i mean obviously i think they're gonna stick with Foles if he's healthy enough to play but i'm not sure he will be so uh <laughs> it's gonna be kind of close i i really I think Trubisky's probably closer to playing than Foles is. And that's yeah. and they I know they don't want to run out that other guy that they ran out at the end of the game. So I don't even they know wanna, who he was. I forget already. They they want to run out one of these two guys and it would be the Trubisky luck to barely get in barely on a week that <laughs> fucking Foles is barely yeah. hurt enough not to play, and he'll somehow do enough to still get benched because he probably won't have his four touchdown game. All right, before we move on, I'm I opened up my sleeper app, and I just I blew three leads because of Monday Night Football. I am. Let me guess. Can can I guess? Was it all because of Rojo? Uh, two of them were ah, so close. The third, I don't have him. I was just going up against Robert Woods. I was going up against yeah. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods in one. Hey, <laughs> just got... 
I know. I well, I I thought I had it in the bag, so I thought I was winning in five leagues this week. Now winning in two. So, I mean, uh, all right. God damn it! I'm well, I'm sad now. If it makes you feel better, I uh, lost by point two eight points in redraft is fun too, because Robert Woods had thirty three point three, but had negative carry yards and. <laughs> Oh uh, Cooper no! Cup, Cooper Cup at twenty eight point five. Oh, that fucking sucks, dude. Monday Night Football was a uh, fantasy tilter for sure. All right, let's talk about these quarterbacks. We're off topic a little bit. Yeah. That's my fault. Uh, so Sam Darnold is the next one. We we kind of already talked about him. If he plays in superflex leagues, you probably have to roster him um, for a couple weeks um, and, and kind of see what he is. We don't need to talk too much about Sam Darnold. Uh, Randy, what happened? Oh, I just looked in the the original Dynasty CLE. Mm-hmm. I just beat Dieter 137.3 to 137.24. Hell yeah, dude. That oh, helps I feel me. so bad for you, Josh. I do. That that helps me. I like that. Um, fuck yeah. And I kept my lead in there, so I'm I'm bumping up to second, I think, in the division. <laughs> Uh, maybe first. Um, all right, and then the last quarterback. Just kind of a side note: Ryan Finley, uh, with Joe Burrow going out for the year and potentially all of next year, with how bad the tears are and the ligament damage is. Uh, Ryan Finley should be picked up. You know, this goes for for every league. I, I think you're going to be able to get Ryan Finley in every dynasty league you're in. I, I think. He's gonna be an option for you. I don't I personally would never feel comfortable starting Ryan Finley. Uh but it depends on matchups. I mean, he did okay with his limited playing time last year. Nothing great, but uh only I think like one absolute awful game. So yeah. Kind of depends on matchup. And again, this is clearly just for two quarterback super flex leagues, or if you're in a weird league like Flanny messaged me about with three quarterbacks. Only eight teams, don't worry. But I, I was still oh. thrown off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it was weird, dude. But uh, he's just an option there. And like you said, with a double tear in the knee, it's he should be back by training camp. But there's a chance he's not. There's a chance they, they most likely will probably draft somebody or bring someone else in, too, instead of just Finley. But, like, why not take the shot that, I mean, he he could be a starter for a week or two uh, next year, but he's definitely going to be a starter for uh, six weeks. <laughs> so <laughs> might as well pick him up. Yeah, that is accurate. All right, that'll do it for our waiver wrap uh, presented by Mugs Fly Together. Again, the link is in the description. Let's talk about Thrive Fantasy really quickly. Um, so Thrive's awesome. You guys have heard us talk about it. We have our promo code, The Cut, with them, and they will match anywhere between $20 and $50 on your first deposit. The player props are awesome. I don't think Randy ended up with the win tonight. Randy, can you confirm or deny? Oh, let's, uh, let's double check. I will say I they've did, gotten much. I did not. I did not, but it, it was close. The Robert Woods finally getting a receiving touchdown screwed me a bit. But Malcolm Brown only had like three carries in total the entire game. He only needed 23 and a half yards. Uh, well, 24. He got 20. Uh, <laughs> Henderson did absolutely nothing. 
tonight, so that hurt. And then Godwin missed by nine yards, and Rojo just not getting the ball the second half screwed me. So yeah, a couple. If uh, Malcolm Brown and Godwin hit, I definitely win money. If <laughs> certain people are actually getting the ball deserved it, uh, like Rojo, and <laughs> then maybe I get money there too. But yeah, that's I mean, that's how it works. I I mean, I probably lost like. In that one, I probably lost like $10 on about, oh, like 13 yards <laughs> right there. Yeah. Dude, I probably it's the worst. Up. Yep, not great. <laughs> oh, and also uh, Thrive Fantasy, you mentioned. You mentioned Rojo. It's still fuck Bruce Arians. It's still fuck him. <laughs> I know Rojo wasn't able to get anything going on the ground, but stop using Leonard Fournette as your goal lineback and stop using Leonard Fournette in the passing game, you trash ass coach. All right, let's <laughs> let's move on to our Thanksgiving so, Day preview. So like, did we even say the code? <laughs> yeah, the cut. Okay. And, and it's also in the description. Download the All app. Right. They are oh, awesome. Uh, so Thanksgiving, a day that we could all be thankful, uh, <laughs> except Christian about Rojo and Bruce Arians. Um, yeah, accurate. Uh, <laughs> all right, we have three games on the slate. For Thanksgiving, um, Texans are two and a half point favorites at the Lions with a 51 and a half point over under. This game's pretty fucking gross. I, w- I will say there's no implication for it's, playoffs. It's what, the highest over under <laughs> of it, the slate. It, it is like it should be that, but you know, what, what are we doing with Duke Johnson? Duke Johnson has he's been the lead back. I'm pretty sure he's gotten like 80% of all snaps. And I think he's yeah. averaging like nine fantasy points the last two yes. as his. It's not great. Um, <laughs> hold on, I'll pull it up exactly because that's the reason I actually put it on here. So when he came in for relief for David Johnson, he got 82% of snaps and got 14.3 points. Then against Cleveland in a bad weather game, uh, where both teams are still not to stop the run as best they could, even though the, the Texans obviously couldn't. He only got not he got ninety five percent snaps and fifteen well fourteen total touches for five yard or five points. And then last week against the Patriots, only seventy seven percent of snaps with fifteen touches again, but for six and a half points. So not truly like a complete dud but not good. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it's a dud game, but for what you drafted to, Johnson, it's not the worst, but uh, I would say against a good matchup in Detroit, I think I'd play him, but I mean, I'd play him where you were playing him, which is a flex spot. Um, obviously, you're not going to be able to play him in the flex this week because it's a Thursday game, but yeah, I I think he could sneak in the end zone. He got five targets this week, so that's a good sign. Um, so it's it's like the snap count went down, but it's looking up, kinda. You know what I mean? So yeah. hopefully, uh, he can just get a little bit done on the ground, and then just uh, let's hope we get six catches to really kind of guide this game through. Uh, but it, yeah, it's it's a flex consideration at best. Yep. Uh, moving on to Kenny Galladay, he was a limited practice participant on Monday. I, 
you know, I think they're going to roll them out there because I think they they are dying for a win here. Um, and, and they're dying to get Matthew Stafford his his main receiver. I mean, I'm didn't the Lions get fucking shut out this week, man? What the fuck? Yep. That was garbage. Um, now, not having Kenny Galladay, not having Danny Amendola, having a slightly banged up PJ Hawkinson, and what I think is the most important piece, DeAndre Swift, um, definitely played a role in that. DeAndre Swift did not practice today. Who are you playing if DeAndre Swift misses again on Thursday? So, um, <laughs> that's a tremendous question that I should have been prepared for and wasn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> only because I just want to look at the snap. So, I would play carry on if yeah. Swift is out because carry on had 70% of the snaps, only six carries, but five targets through the air, same as Duke Johnson, uh, incredibly. Uh, <laughs> so, he's clearly the better option for fantasy. Um, he might not get a goal line touch though. So maybe AP robs him of of his only uh, relevant points. Hi, Coda. Um, but yeah, I, I really hope Galladay and Swift are back. That'd be kind of perfect. I mean, honestly, if both of them are out, this game just gets worse and worse, and I really hate that. It's gonna be the early game, I believe. So I really, really want this to be a good. At least it's gonna be bad defenses. I hope it's just good offenses. Yeah. Um, I will say too, I'm not playing carry on unless Galladay plays because that's going to really, really help the offense. If Galladay's out, I don't think I will have carry on ranked in my top 36 backs, nor I AP. I don't think I will either. I mean, he only had 5.8 points. I believe I ranked him. I believe I ranked AP because I thought he would get the bulk of the rushes and maybe sneak in the end zone like 33 this week and like carry out at like 38 or something like that. But it was only like at a desperation changes because I was all in on Swift. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I I don't it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. I think you're yeah. right, though. I think if Galladay's there, I'd feel more comfortable. But again, it's just a deep flex consideration. Yeah. Start your Texans receivers, I would say, too. Yeah, and uh, Aikens. He's back yeah. to being healthy, and he's back to being the dominant tight end. Yeah, sounds good. All right, uh, game two on the slate, the 4 p.m. start, I believe. Sounds right. Some, something like that. 3.30, maybe. I don't know. Thanksgiving's weird. They start at noon. Um, <clears throat> the Washington football team goes to Dallas. Dallas is a three-point favorite with a 46.5-point over-under. Antonio Gibson is a must-start. He is, I believe, RB12 on the season, and that's with sharing the backfield with J.D. McKissick. Speaking of J.D. McKissick, yeah, Antonio Gibson right now, depending on your scoring, is RB11 in PPR leagues, which is absurd. Uh, Sean has to be punched in the air right now. but speaking of J.D. McKissick, is is McKissick a must-start against this Cowboys defense? I think so. Uh, against a decently tough matchup with the Bengals' rush defense, he's had his first dud in the last couple of weeks, and that was with 8.9 points, so better than all the backs we just talked about. Uh, so I think in a very good matchup against Dallas, where 
both teams are probably going to be throwing the ball and run the ball a lot. Uh, JD has somehow become kind of like a James White of old for this team. I, I think he gets probably at least six catches this game. So I think he is, I don't know if he's a, a must start, but I think he's definitely top of your flex consideration. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in on that as well. And he's um, actually, he's actually RB 28 in the year. Cause when you yeah. check that, I had to check. So they, they have two, they have a top, a, he's using 11, right? So they have an RB one mm-hmm. and a top and an RB3. and RB three. Yeah. Which yeah. is hard. That's to crazy. Do. That is hard to do. Especially on such a bad team, too. You you very some, rarely see that. And somehow like the reverse roles that we thought they would. <laughs> like Gibson's running a lot more than McKissick, and McKissick's getting most yeah. of the pass. It's very confusing. It, very, very confusing. Um, what are your expectations for this game? Do you think that the Sneak, Cowboys win? Sneaky good. Sneaky good. And I, I think the Cowboys. Ooh, you know what? I don't. I think Washington wins. I do too. I do. Uh, it's going to be close. I it's going to be I think it I don't know if it'll be as high scoring as the other one. Obviously we have to see what line players are playing. Uh but I think it might be a, a better game than the the noon yeah. game. I do think, you know, I think the football team's defensive line is going to get into the Cowboys offensive line and I oh, think Andy Dalton's sure. going to have a rough day. That's I literally uh, was like Cowboys, ooh, Chase. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Chase, that's right. I and I just, yeah, dude. <laughs> Jonathan Never Allen, mind. like the list goes Terry on. McLaurin, all the Montez there. Sweat. I'm pretty sure Montez Sweat is up in the top like ten in sacks all, on the year too. Their D lines great. Uh, I remember they would definitely not be the scary if they picked uh, a lineman or Isaiah Simmons like you wanted. Uh, so I'm glad they took the best player in the draft, and he's killing it. <laughs> It's true. Although Justin Herbert might be the best player in the draft. No, he's not. Um, it, it might look like that season long because Burrow's I, not out. But Yeah. All right. And then I don't have too much more to say about the football team at the Cowboys. The last game and what I think will be the most entertaining game, it won't be the best fantasy, fantasy game. I was going to say, I, depends if you're Sean or not. Like, we we joke with Sean because anytime it's not like anytime it's like twenty one twenty four or below, Sean thinks it's an awful game and boring and hates to watch it. So true. he basically hates defense and only wants fifty to fifty games. So I think it'll be the That's best true. game of the day. But like you said, it'll be. But the like Steelers receiving game is obviously going to be amazing. You would assume yeah. the Ravens can still get it done in the run and. The only person that Lamar can actually throw to you, Mark Andrews, should probably have a decent day, unless Minka's just completely blanketed him somehow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, can we just yeah. can we just talk? Like he he co- like openly just brutally missed Hollywood Brown, or as Twitter is now trying to say, Marquise Brown at this point. Uh, B movie Brown, <laughs> uh, Bollywood Brown, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah He's uh, he just horribly missed him for a deep ball that could have been a touchdown. And then the next two throws to Andrews were perfect deep balls to him. And I'm just like, what? Why? Why do you hate me? me (laughs) It pisses me off. I also, I did not read the line. So the Ravens are playing the Steelers. They're four and a half point road dogs. There's a 45 implied point total. Um, If the Ravens lose, 
they presumably, assuming that the Browns can take care of the Jaguars, which shouldn't be difficult, they go two games down on the Browns for second place in the division. This is a critical game for the Ravens. I think they will come to play, um, but I'm picking the Steelers here. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Ravens, uh, only because huh. the Steelers are playing sloppy of late. Not that the Ravens aren't, obviously, but I, I think it's it's kind of a huge game if they're playing sloppy like they were for about quarter and a half against the Jaguars. I think the Ravens can score on that, and if I mean, obviously, if <laughs> I'm not sure that Lamar's a better thrower than Luton. Uh, he, he, oh, yeah. <laughs> damn I, close! I, I was gonna say I was like I, I think the MVP can do a better job against this defense, but it kind of hurt my feelings to say I wasn't sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's T- how bad T- he's been this year. I'm sorry. TJ Watt, man, is gonna give Lamar problems. I think, and this entire they they blitz more than most people, most teams, and they get home a lot. And Lamar has to be comfortable when he's throwing the ball. I don't see how he gets comfortable this game. And that's, I mean, I think, I see, like, it's it's hard because the last time I saw the players, the Steelers just play perfect and efficient was against the Browns. And they absolutely slaughtered the Browns. But they played sloppy ever since, and Cowboys stayed with them with nothing at quarterback. And, uh, I mean, last week the Jaguars stayed with them when they should know for the longest time. Uh, it's if you if you're playing like that, the Ravens can beat you, and that's. I mean, that's why I'm picking them, but it's it's gonna be really. I hope it's a good game at least. Uh, it's yeah. gonna be weird. There's no way the Ravens blow them out. I'll say that, but there's a chance yeah. the Steelers blow them out. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I'm. I'm at too. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I think it'll be a tight no. tight game all the way through. Divisional games, especially AFC North games, are typically like that. They're they're fucking bloodbath. <laughs> yeah. Ah oh, shit. Right. Deontay Deontay's getting hurt. God damn it. I <laughs> I just said it's a bloodbath. The guy made of glass is gonna get hurt. I know it. Oh, I'm sad he, now. He for sure will. Yeah. I'm sad now. <laughs> uh, uh, I, he's, also, he's another thing for- with another thing with Deontay. After the game, all I saw from everyone and all the Bleacher ESPN was how that Claypool was showing out yet again. And I look at the stat line like, didn't Deontay have like 12 fucking catches for over 100 yards? <laughs> and didn't he get tackled right. the one like twice? Like, right. fucking what? <laughs> no love for Deontay? Well, they got to give their love to rookies, you know. Sean probably well, has and, him in his they, top 12 they dynasty. Made sure, they made sure to already have a nickname that they won't stop saying completely for him. So they have to Maple keep using Trump. it for marketing reasons. <laughs> fucking yeah. disrespectful to Megatron. It sure as hell is. Um, and that's not even taking anything away from Chase Claypool. No, He's, it's not. It's not. Megatron <laughs> was fucking different, man. <laughs> different. No comparison. All right, that'll do it for our Thanksgiving Day preview. We a little a little scheduling update. We will not be back Thursday morning. Obviously, we've got the holiday coming up. Yeah, we um, we don't expect you guys to stream an episode and or download listen to it although you might yeah. want to not listen to your families anymore i understand that but you probably don't want to listen to our dumbasses either so we're 
We're just not going to do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, we wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. We hope you stay safe uh, during this holiday. You know, be smart. Don't don't be be a little wild and go out Wednesday night and get shit faced. Because um, oh, you got oh no, I just realized I don't have to deal with that whole local oh, Thanksgiving yeah. bar scene. Oh my god! Thank God. Oh, that was yeah. horrible last year. I don't want to talk to all those people. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. I went home for Thanksgiving and went to the bar oh. once, and I said, never, never I again. So much more thankful. Oh. <laughs> exactly. You got you in the spirit. <laughs> things, dude. Um, all so right. Guy, uh, dude, it's not, not my choice. Um, all right. That'll do it. Our rankings will be up Thursday, though, for you to uh, uh, consume before you set your lineups for the three Thanksgiving day games plus Sunday. Uh, we will be back. Like I said, on Friday night, probably, Maybe. probably not going to be Friday for sure. Saturday for sure. Saturday. Um, and we're, we're hoping to get some NFL draft content. Maybe since I've watched the tape, we'll, we'll try to get an interview on here. So Randy doesn't have to make too many too many claims on guys he hasn't watched just well, yet. Well, I so. won't make full claims. See, that's it's just I just don't like to make full claims because then if I'm flip flopping in fucking January, February, I, I don't like to be that guy. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll probably end up being that guy. But <clears throat> Javante Williams, RB one, yeah, that was rough. I already hit. Well, it's, it's not like I don't have takes on a lot of people. It's just the people that you yeah. don't get to see every week. It like yeah you where you yeah. have to watch more tape obviously there's not gonna be any yeah. surprises in my like top five or something you know what I mean yeah and then last thing with that too we're we're putting together some type of uh, film plus analytics system to to rank guys this year uh, I've I've toyed around with it a little bit today um, it it's it's interesting I fixed Jalen Waddle Randy Jalen Waddle. Guys, Jalen Waddle doesn't have a breakout age because he got hurt. Um, well, and, because and he got hurt, and the team that he plays for that has been pumping out studs at wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, obviously. Um, so, so Jalen Waddle, if if we used the if we were one hundred percent black and white, uh, then Jalen Waddle would be way too far down my list uh, based on the. <laughs> the little uh weighted grade that i put together so we're gonna we're gonna fix that we're gonna be a little gray there because he was definitely getting uh 20 of his team's yards and and touchdowns before the injury so yep <laughs> <laughs> all right uh for randy hall i am christian williams we will talk to you guys sometime this week have a happy thanksgiving uh remember take your players out of your damn flexes i oh. think right yeah for, yeah, for Thursday, for Thursday yeah. with I, with six teams to go through, it's a definite. You need to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not like a ton of ultra fantasy relevant people, I guess. So yeah, I mean, just all the Steelers and all the Texans. Well, I was gonna say it's like the Steelers receiving core, maybe James Conner, and then it's like Mark Andrews, which you aren't gonna start at flex anyways, and then uh, right. maybe Gus Edwards, which. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Should be easy to to fix up your lineups. But we will talk to you guys later this week. Have a good day.